You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, and welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer, Jason Lewis. I would like to thank you for tuning in to the From the Shadows podcast. And without further ado, here is your host, Shane Grove. Hey, welcome to uh, this week's episode of From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove. And uh, with me is uh, super producer, Jason. How's it going tonight, Jason? Oh, doing just fine, doing just fine, Shane. Hey, um, as we get do our little introduction here for uh, tonight's episode, which is the, uh, what, Clyde Paranormal Group there? Yes. Or the Clyde Paranormal Investigators. Yeah, they're called the Clyde Paranormal Investigation. All right, yeah. Headed up, headed up by uh, their leader, David Hurt. David Hurt. Spelled H-I-R-T. And the fabulous Sydney. Yes, the fabulous Sydney. Sydney. She's very <laughs> fabulous. Well, hey, before we get into that, there was uh, there's something we wanted to kind of uh, touch base on that some people have reached out and asked us about, and that's about our our theme song, the music playing um, leading into the episode and leading out. Um, I mean, I've had a couple people ask me about it. Oh, I've had a lot of people ask me about it. They love that song. They want yeah. to know what movie it came from. <laughs> I told them, we'll I said, get... we don't steal things at the From the Shadow podcast. We create. We create. <laughs> well, well, to kind of, uh, even though I, I, I can talk about the song, uh, we're bringing in a special guest here in the intro. Um, one Mr. David Wade. David Wade, are you here with us? I am sure here. Thanks for having me. appreciate it, gentlemen. Well, it's always a fun time when we get to hang out with you. Um, so, David, you you know a little bit about the song that we use as our theme song here for the podcast. You wanna you wanna give everybody a little background on the song before we're before we'll have a special treat for everybody. We're gonna play we're gonna play the song so, in its entirety, folks. In its entirety, yep. So, so David, you wanna give a little background on the song? 
Sure. Well, this is David Wade. Um, I do uh, songwriting, artist management, production. Uh, my website's www.neonduce.com. And I was blessed to get to write this song with some uh, very cool people. Uh, Shane Grove. Uh, oh, we know. From the podcast there. I think we know him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, two other gentlemen from Nashville. Uh, one, Nolan Neal, who uh, is, uh, had a number one iTunes song with the remake of Tiny Dancer from his stint on The Voice. And then also Mike Allen, who is just a great songwriter, singer-songwriter, and uh, that's Mike, A-L-A-N. And uh, check him out on YouTube. I would uh, not only recommend uh, the song that we're talking about now, but another song that he did that's just amazing, and I just love it. It's called Next to You. Uh, he oh, also yeah. had songs recorded by uh, the rock band Saliva. And uh, they're just great guys. And uh, started off with Shane and I just kind of uh, kicking around some ideas, talking about some things that we could write for movies and, uh, you know, your podcast and things. And uh, like I said, we've just been really blessed to uh, to come up with some lyrics to share those with Nolan and Mike and come up with the track and kind of put everything together. And we've even had uh, publishers uh, in both Nashville and Los Angeles uh, pitching the song for movies and other things, but we're just glad it landed as a podcast, and we think that it's going to have some other uh, life to it in the future as well. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody um, that catches, you know, some people listen to the podcast don't pay attention to the music. That's just the way it is. But the people that have um, and have contacted me, I've told them how to, you know, go check out the song and stuff, and. Uh, um, so as a little special treat for anybody, maybe it won't be a special treat. I don't know. But anybody that uh, has not paid attention to the song, we're going to play it right now so you can check it out. And then uh, when we're done with done listening to it, we'll let you know where you can go find the song. Excellent. We really appreciate Mike Allen singing it. He just did a great job. His voice just goes so well with the music and uh, just takes you somewhere kind of creepy. Absolutely, right, he did an excellent job with that. All right, Jason, get, get spin this record, man. All right, without further delay, I've never been a DJ, but uh, we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, folks. Shadows, lack of love and shattered dreams, no 
time every time we hear that song it uh you know what it just creeps me out man because mike's voice is so bright for that kind of for that kind of mood of a song you know i mean uh, oh it fits perfectly fits perfectly and and you know dave you said that uh you know we've had some publishers out there that have been pitching that song for for movies and i gotta be honest i i almost hope they don't they don't get it put in a movie because I'm pulling for us to be able to get our my book series turned into a Netflix series and that be the theme song. How cool would that be? I think that would be that would be great. Yeah. And just getting to work with Mike and Nolan, it's awesome and like you say, Mike's voice just uh lends itself so well to that kind of uh eerie uh spine shivering kind of things and uh we're just pretty blessed to get to work with those guys. And I will say that the uh, payday for getting it on a Netflix series or a movie will be a lot higher than the payday than it being theme song to our podcast. Just 
Well, I'll tell you what. We're still just we're still just lucky to have people listening to the song and liking the song, and I think it kind of creates the mood for your podcast. Ah, yes, it does. Yes, oh, yes, it does. So, it does. so Jason, I think uh, we're going to put this song up on our YouTube channel. You want to tell people how to find our YouTube channel? Uh, yes, just go to your search bar and go from the shadows. And I will. I notice it comes up. You don't. We're we've pro- proliferated YouTube enough now that if you just put in from the shadows, you'll see it because our wow. logo will come up. Do 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 any of us really know what the word proliferated means? Oh, absolutely, I... you do. We're all educated. <laughs> Remember, we're we are listeners of the From the Shadows podcast, so uh, we know that okay. word. Or our listeners do, but. I didn't know the host. Any of us hosts knew what that word meant. So, <laughs> so, so we'll, uh, thanks David for joining us tonight, telling us a little bit about the song and, uh, we hope everybody checks it out. Goes to YouTube after, um, going to have that up by the end of the weekend, maybe. Yes. Um, yeah. That sounds about and- right in the timeline. We have a couple interviews we got to do, but I should be able to get it up by, uh, it'd be Monday morning at the latest. All right, cool. So go check out Mike Allen. Go check out Nolan Neal. Check out David Wade at Neon Deuce. And uh, just just let us know what you think of the song. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Um, this is for many, for many people. This will be the first time hearing it all the way through. And uh, we're, we're proud to share it with you because uh, it's, it's a fun project to be able to do something from paper and hear, hear uh, that well done. So uh, thanks, David, for being a part of it. Thanks for coming on and talking about it. And yes, David, Jason. thanks a lot. I appreciate it. This was quite a surprise for me. I didn't know this was going to happen up until this morning. <laughs> well, hey, we're glad glad to do it. Uh, check us out. Check out Nolan and Mike. And uh, thank you, Shane, for uh, just writing a good one. It's a good one. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank okay, you. No problem. So we'll catch you later, David. And now on with the show. Yes. Good evening, evening, everyone. This is uh, Shane Grove, and I'm the host of From the Shadows podcast. And joining me this fine evening are the super producer Jason. Hey, how's it going, everybody? The magnificent and holier than thou judge. Good evening. And we 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 are uh, excited tonight to introduce to uh, Northwest, North Central, all of Ohio, parts unknown, the team from uh, Clyde Paranormal Investigation. So we have uh, David. Yeah, this is. This is the part where you introduce yourself, David. I know this is the first podcast. <laughs> now let's go. Come on. Oh, I was just waiting to uh, finish, but yeah, um, my oh, name wait. is David, um, no. Northwest Ohio with Clyde Paranormal Investigation. No. So you wanted me to read like that three-page, three-paragraph uh, intro that you sent me? Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't think I needed. I didn't need to go over your uh, seventh-grade math scores. I mean, come on. Right. Oh, those are low. Those are very low. <laughs> okay, so, so David, would you like to introduce your uh, team member that is joining us tonight? Um, 
yeah, one of my members with me, with us tonight, is Sydney. And she was one of the first uh, members that came into the paranormal group. So I'm glad to have her with us and very knowledgeable Hi, everyone. on hey, Sydney. things and whatnot. Sydney, it's good to have you here tonight. Oh, thank you. It's good to be here. So, so guys, um, I know we were uh, talking a little bit before we went on the uh, went on the air, but uh, give us a little bit of background about how uh, how the group started and what led you guys um, to, I guess, get together and, and decide you wanted to uh, start investigating stuff in Ohio. I think I'll let um, David take that one over, and then I'll jump in on how I accidentally found the group. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, since I um, am the leader and from this group, but um, I've always had um, an interest in the paranormal with people's stories and all the TV shows and whatnot and reading about the local legends. I've always had an interest. But once uh, 2014 came along when I had my newborn at the time and, you know, the the sleeping schedule with the uh, infant and parent sleeping when they're sleeping but when I could not sleep I was either, either watching or researching on how to form a group so basically this was a five year ongoing research um, build on making the team so I got my uh, associate's degree with business administration tourism marketing and 2019 was a good time after that and having full time at the local factory I was like yeah this is this is going to be a good time to do it so I finished the page that was uh, part of my my homework for school I finished that web page made the Facebook page and put a little bit of money in there to get a position opening ad out and next thing I knew, um, we got Amanda and Mike were the first two, and then Sydney came along. Um, other than that, that's how the group came after five years. Uh, Sydney, you can explain how you came along the ad. Oh, you handed it over to me? All right. Yeah. So... <laughs> I have been into the paranormal for so ridiculously long. Um, when I was like five or six, I was living in my grandma's house, which was the home of a murder-suicide. And um, I kind of, we had crazy experiences there. That house is beyond active, and I cannot wait to go investigate that one. Um, but I just kind of grew up around all of it. And then all of a sudden, I started watching the Taps Ghost Hunters and then on, on the original Sci-Fi Network. And then I switched to Ghost Adventures, and I fell in love with Zach Bagans, and I'm like, oh, washboard abs, whatever. Um, but, you know, I just kind of grew up in the spookiness, and well, I was scrolling well, through I'm Facebook one day. I'm just going to stop you right there. That leaves me and the judge out with the washboard abs. Um, so. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you have to look up Zach Bagans. You have to see him. I, yeah, if you see him and gaze upon his face, you would understand. <laughs> No, no, really. I, I don't think any of us are going to gaze upon Zach's face and just understand it. But I will take your word for it. See, that's all you got to worry about. I know what I'm talking about. 
so go so go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, so I was looking for a job one day. Uh, I was kind of struggling through some stuff. And uh, I just happened to find a paranormal investigator on Facebook. And I was like, oh, oh, my God, I've wanted to do that since I was like, since I could crawl. And since I knew ghost hunting was a thing. How do I do that? And I ended up messaging David. And we ended up setting an interview up, I think, the next day. And him and I just clicked. <laughs> and that was kind of uh, the torch to kind of take off and run with it. And we kind of made it blew up, as you can see, because otherwise we wouldn't be here if we hadn't blown up. I mean, did he promise oh, you, like, lots yeah. of travel, a high salary, uh, you know? Uh, he promised something? possible um, emotional and physical manipulation via dark entities that we could come in contact with, and I signed right up for it. So he asked you to marry him immediately? When you... <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, the, the ghost in the uh, house we're going to tell you about here in a minute, though, uh, probably did. <laughs> but that's, well, that, I... we'll get to that story in a minute. So, so, so the house that you mentioned that was the uh, scene of a murder-suicide, did you ever, as an amateur or wannabe paranormal investigator, do any of your own research or you just were a yeah. first front row uh, spectator to the action no i um the one christmas again when i was i think i was 15 my mom got me my first ghost hunting equipment which was as called a spirit box and what it does is it goes through radio stations at varying frequencies and allows and provides white noise to allow energies to talk through it and i like i said i've always had experiences over at my grandmother's house it's awful over there like there's still the blood stains underneath the carpet um and you can still see where the bullet hole went through the wall but um i started going upstairs where i've gotten pictures before and for some odd reason like once i'm armed with these things i get really brave <laughs> and uh which is hilarious because i'm a ball of anxiety otherwise but i started going up the stairs like as proud as can be with this little ghost hunting equipment and I was like, all right, well, what'll happen if I uh, if I go upstairs? Because they've never liked me. I always get sick whenever I go up there. And um, <laughs> I started going up the stairs. And the whole point of the spirit box is it scans through very quickly. Like, maximize, what, 0.5 seconds on each radio station. So there's not really much of a good sentence that can come out of it. But over the course of a solid 30 radio stations flipping through... Um, a really dark male voice came out and said, don't you effing dare. And uh, at that moment, I undid my headphones. I shut off the thing, or I shut off the spirit box. And I was like, you know, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'll leave and I won't come back. And I haven't been back since. <laughs> so you are the brains then of the Clyde Paranormal Investigation. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't like to call it that. <laughs> if you're smart enough to, uh, you know, I mean, what was Zach Bagans thing? of somebody turning around and running downstairs. Uh, I mean, come on. Uh, hopefully he would take my hand and walk me right back upstairs and tell me everything's <laughs> going to be okay, but that's a different right. story. <laughs> so, so let me jump in here. So we have, you know, we have people all over the world that are listening to our podcast, which is super cool, but there's a lot of people out there um, that aspire to do what you guys are doing. And you told us, you know, a little bit how to form a group, but what equipment do you really need, you talk about a spirit box, but what equipment would you need to really get out there in the field and do some research? I really um, feel, David, you want to take this oh, or you want ahead. me to take it? Oh, it doesn't matter. I really me. feel I mean, that. For now, it's just basic stuff. If you want to do it just to get your feet wet, it's just basic stuff. 
Um, if you want to explain that, Sydney, you can. I'm sorry for yeah, saying that. Yeah, uh, digital audio. No, you're fine. <laughs> you're okay. So, uh, digital audio recorders are a big one. I mean, that way, uh, you can put it into a quiet room. You can uh, weed out: is it traffic noises? Is it a wind gust? What could it possibly be? Um, but that'll be able to pick up quite a bit of audio that comes around it. Um, again, my favorite is the spirit box just because it does provide that white noise. And it's a really good distinction from when you're listening to, say, the radio station come through or what an alleged voice could be. Um, again, like you hear the radio, if you, oh, I wish I had it on me. I click it through real quick and you can hear just very, like the minute syllables of words that'll come through from the radio station. So when you actually go through and you get full words or even full sentences coming through, that was always a big, that's one of my favorite tools to use. And then, of course, you want to use your video camera. Um, that's going to be all real time while you're there, while you're saying it. That's what's going on in the camera as well. Uh, I usually try to keep it close to my head. So that way, wherever I'm looking, if something catches my eye, I will quickly turn the camera that way as well to kind of try to catch it the best way I can. But, you know, being slow, <laughs> it's uh, kind of hard to keep up with spirits when you're uh, as slow and as clumsy as some of us are. <laughs> I got to jump in on this one here. I got a question about the spirit box. Uh, the spirit, yeah, the spirit box. Now, how exactly does an entity use that to communicate? Because you've mentioned that uh, sometimes you get complete words and sometimes even complete sentences uh, from the spirit box. Uh, how do do they utilize what is being said through these alternating frequency radio frequencies, or do they manipulate that and use that as like their voice box? essentially like a voice box type of deal so when it's going you've heard white noise it's that constant static electricity sounding kind of exactly that garbled noise okay so that is providing like a blank slate for a spirit to come through and use that energy coming off that tool in order to manipulate words and be able to speak in different ways because you can actually hear you can a lot of times distinguish if it's female if it's male if it's a child and it's always super cool to listen to uh, when you're going back at it but we have yeah, yeah, we've had quite a few different experiences. We've had growls come through. Uh, I think we had screams come through the one time. See, um, now, like, a, but, I mean, a, growl, a growl doesn't sound all that interesting to me. That's fascinating. See? <laughs> as see? Far as and, like, I wouldn't have thought so either. I'm just saying, from a totally scared point of view, I'm not interested. In oh, growl. no. <laughs> see, well, that's a that. growl... <laughs> That's because Grover's scary, used yeah. to his. Uh, yeah, that's because Grover's used to his IBS growling at him all the time. So it, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Listen, Jerry's not here. That's fair. Okay, so let's not. You know, holy smokes. So, so you guys, uh, so you guys get click, or you know, so you say you guys click. Then what happens? What? What? How do you guys then, as a team? Like, how do you choose to go do your first investigation? Um, I, we usually um, get, like, a report, a message online through Facebook. Uh, Sydney and I are, and my girlfriend are the three that run the Facebook. But if somebody knows me personally and personally messaged me, then I will send a message to everybody in the group when a group message on Messenger and tell them what's going on, who it was, what's happening. 
Um, and then after that, either they can't make it because of a family thing or something like that, and or, you know, be like, yeah, okay, let's do it, when and where. So basically, I got the right people in the group to jump on board when it when it comes. But um, that's how it usually works. So I relay what what's going on to everybody, and they jump on. So so how did you decide then? Um, what was your guys' first investigation as an official group? Um, our first investigation would be Amanda's house. Um, it's one, uh, her, and she's our member of the group, and we did her house, and she was kind of hesitant to do an investigation in her own home, but she wanted answers and know what was going on. So that's basically our first um, investigation. So there was... So Amanda's house, there was stuff going on, and she comes to you. Oh, there was some definitely stuff. Yeah, stuff is a good word for it. But I mean, for her to say something to you guys about investigating it, um, she was experiencing stuff before you guys went in and officially checked it out then. Yes? Yeah. Um, Well, she claims that um, her grandfather, that, owned it after the original owner um he was experiencing stuff there then her brother took over the house experienced some stuff in the house and plus his daughter and then mike and amanda took over that house and all the kids they have and amanda have had experience and of course mike he brushes it off and it's like nothing really happens but he sees something in the corner of his eye so so when you so when you're saying experiencing stuff like be a little more specific um, like what like you know noises footsteps yeah footsteps um, noises heavy heavy uh, breathing heavy atmosphere um, being pushed having your hair blown yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay so everything you see in a conjuring movie (laughs) Yeah, they had like a metal on like a door and like one day it just fell off and no windows were open at all and they were in the other room and she freaked out and was like, Oh geez. All right. So so she convinced you guys that there's something going on, but she still didn't really want to know what the answers were. She was a little yeah, apprehensive. Cause, okay. Cause investigating your own home, doing it in your own home is very dangerous. It's basically like um making whatever thinks it owns the house even upset and gets more stronger than it was before so it's basically making a bully angry the best way to put it sort of like antagonizing it yeah well kind of like poking poking a bear with a stick basically yeah yes so is there a way you can approach an investigation to especially if it's one of your members house that you kind of soothe the uh the bear a little bit before you go poking it with the stick. i think we do that afterwards because i actually offer and do home cleansings alongside everything um so i mean while we're doing the investigation we don't necessarily try to calm it down because we want more of a we want a reaction we want evidence we want to know what's going on yeah Um, okay i'm gonna add on to it it's just there's no easy way to do an investigation without making it angry. 
um, even if it's your own member's house. It's, it's, there's no way you're going to upset it some way, being it's in, in its space. It's, it's, there's no easy way. So it's, in other words, it's like a teenager, and you're going into the teenager's room. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I I can totally relate then. Okay. So, So, like, in the middle of the pessimistic PMSing teenager area. Perfect. Sounds like, sounds exactly where where, where we all (laughs) want to go. Run ahead first. I know the the judge and I specifically can relate to to that, so. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh boy! Anyway, that's why we do a paranormal podcast. Uh, that's fair. Yes. So, so okay. So, tell us about the investigation into the into our house. Like, what what were some of the things that you guys discovered when you, when you were there? David, um, you want to tell the story, or I can take over at the yeah. basic part because we all know that's my favorite part. Yeah, when when it gets to when it gets to that part, but um, like the first time we walked through to get everybody's feet wet anita and sydney and we were upstairs a heavy heavy atmosphere like i was having a hard hard time breathing but other than that like when we got more information about what's going on with this place um like her niece is the demon child they say that she will act up do sinister things she um hurt one of the daycare kids she um hurt the dog and cat in the house uh just weird things um the one night they invited everybody over for a fire and she had the weirdest fire oh ever uh sydney sydney caught on to that and so did anita i was not there because i was sick that day but they were like yeah there is something weird with this girl like a growl coming out of her basically like and i didn't know ordinary girl i didn't know that there was something wrong with her because the day beforehand was when she actually almost killed that cat next to me yeah it sounds like she was possessed or something yeah. Well, yeah, um, we had a psychic her, medium come in. Yeah. Oh, her dad said that that um something about a trailer park and there was like a haunted mirror or some or something like that and like whatever it was attached to her and follows her everywhere she goes, even in that house. So basically, whatever that was, it it had an influence on her. Um, if the spirit was not like possessing her quote quote um she's like a normal nine-year-old kid you know but once once things are happening she's like a switch like she's bad so the story so the story the story is she was possessed by a haunt something the an entity out of a haunted mirror that she came across in a trailer park Yes, it start it started like that. Whatever attached to her through there follows her to the house, along with whatever else was in that house at the time. So, it's it's a weird, weird, long, detailed story. But it, it, it I still get chills from thinking about it. On oh, it's in plus it's uh, oppression, not a. Uh, Possession. Possession. There's oppression yeah. and there's oppression. possession. Okay. 
oppression is basically um, influencing, um, breaking a person's mental stage down before the last step. Um, that would like be like depression, um, outrages, uh, bad bad behaviors, stuff like that. You know, like not acting their selves. That's oppression. And once that's when that person is broken down, the evil spirit, the demon will possess that person. Then it's basically like a blackout for that person and the demon will pop in, in and out whenever they want, you know, but mostly it's the demon that's doing all the activity, all the behaviors and all that stuff. Wow. So during the, during the process of oppression, the individual that's being possessed or uh, oppressed, they're still themselves. They're just acting out yes. differently. Okay. Yes. Yep. Oppression okay. is basically the second to last part before um, possession. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so, um, but yeah, like in the house too, to continue the story, they hear like footsteps, see shadows, um, a little girl walking around, um, dish noises. Uh, Amanda hates it down the basement because she feels like there's something there and she is a sensitive to the paranormal. Um, and when you walk out of it, it feels like something's going to run up on you. So that's Oh, boy, like you have no idea. Things, like, like, I have to see for myself kind of thing. So... Once everything settled down, we came together again, uh, did a walkthrough, spirit box, um, basically see what we can get, basically what you see on um, Ghost Adventures, how they interview people and do like a EVP session quick or a spirit box to see if they can get anything. Basically, we did that. So um, at that time, we um, had an outside medium, which is Sydney's friend, which uh, he has a Facebook page of his own, Mediums by Patrick. Is that right, Sydney? Mediumship by Patrick, yep. Mediumship, okay. So check that out for those that are listening. Um, and this really, really um, changed my mind about mediums and psychics. Because um, you don't know if they're just blowing smoke out their butts and just making stuff up. But having an outside source sensing the same exact thing like Amanda has, it, it blew my mind. But one thing was that leprechaun, le leprechaun guy in the basement. The leprechaun in the demon world. in the fucking, oh, sorry, in the basement. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the only one that she did not pick up on. But the guy down there that she picked up on, he picked up on. So, and she sensed there was a dog outside roaming around um, teenagers of the 1800s, like uh, late 1800s-ish, uh, with, their, with their clothes that's showing. Um, there's a lady in the house. Uh, he picked up uh three three spirits um in trinity's room the daughter's room yeah uh which was the little girl spirit in there and and he picked up another lady and something else he did not 
and did not mention because he couldn't figure it out. But altogether, there on the property and in the house, there was about 16 spirits on that property and through that house that I counted. So we had our hands full that night. Well, I should uh, say so. Um, yeah. Unknowing. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. So, so, okay. So tell me about the leprechaun dude in the basement. All right. I think that's uh, uh, my takeover, right, David? Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Explain, explain the leprechaun to him and his reaction <laughs> to it. Okay. Okay. So me, David, or not me, David. Oh, yeah, you ended up coming down there, too. So me, David, Patrick, and Mandy all went downstairs in the basement. And uh, Patrick had kind of walked through everything, and he was looking around. And he had taken time and spent time throughout the house. In the basement, we were down there for a maximum of two minutes, and we were up and out. Uh, at one point, he walked toward the back of the basement and kind of stopped, and he kind of pushed me and Mandy away. He's like, you guys need to go upstairs. I'm like, what? He's like, go upstairs. And he went and looked in one of the well rooms. Mind you, wells are supposed to conduct spirit activity. This house has two wells and is right next to a water tower. <laughs> so already the like spiritual equation is already so skewed and not in our favor. Um, but Patrick looks down one of the wells, immediately pulls back his face and goes, go up. Like immediately he pushed us all upstairs. We all had to run upstairs. And uh, he would just kind of like shook his head. And, like he had to, he was overwhelmed. And he's like, let's go to the living room. And let's talk. So we all go in the living room and we're briefed on everything. He told us about all those 16 spirits. And then he goes to the basement and it's like, all right, in the basement, there is a sexually violent man toward the back described what he looked like uh, the whole nine yards. And then he goes, and then one of the wells is a demon creature, some kind of small green uh, um, gnome looking guy. And he's like, I don't know. I can't explain it. I can't explain it, but this, this is what I saw. And of course me, being, I try to disprove everything first. I'm like, I'm a skeptic above all else. Even though I talk like, oh yeah, paranormal this, paranormal that. The whole reason I want to know is because I want to know what else it could be. What else could it have been a wire? Could it have been whatever, whatever could it be? So I wasn't believing in what he was saying for the most part. Patrick, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I was skeptical at first. Um, so of course we do the walkthrough and we get to the basement part. And um, David kind of looks at me, and I look at him, and he goes, so no women are allowed downstairs, right? And I said, yep. <laughs> and he goes, uh, so you want to go downstairs? And I said, yep. <laughs> so uh, for some reason, I, like I said, I get baldy when the lights go out. So me and Mandy go downstairs in the basement together. Again, two women were told where we weren't supposed to go, and that's exactly where we went. And David gave us a uh, walkie-talkie. He was like, call me if you guys need anything. Uh, we'll go from there. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I feel fine. So he goes upstairs, shuts the door. I think it was less than 30 seconds. And we took a picture, and Mandy uh, Mandy is also very sensitive to the paranormal. She immediately turned around and nearly grabbed me, and she goes, there was a man staring at us. And uh, so we call David. David comes down, saves us, whatever, goes back upstairs. And I'm like, all right, I know you're down here. So knowing he, knowing he was... Um, a spirit of sexual predator descent, I offered, and I was like, hey, so I know you guys like messing with women. How about every time you interact with me solidly and I get evidence, I'll take off an article of clothing. Not thinking anything would happen. Not 10 seconds after I said that and offered. So, you've never, so you've never been... 
You've never been around a guy before? Is that what you're trying to tell? No. <laughs> never a dead guy. Well, never. I mean, <laughs> never a dead guy that wanted to get fresh. But, uh, okay. I, yeah, I felt the finger go from my neck clear down my spine. And the whole time, I, I feel it going slowly down my spine. And I turn to look at Mandy. I'm like, start taking pictures of me. Like, I need you to start taking pictures of me. She's like, why? I'm like, just take pictures. And uh, I felt it get to the bottom of my back and then pull off and I turn around and I flip the flashlight on there's no wires there's no boxes there's nothing I could have butt my back up against and Mandy was a solid four or five feet away from me and I'm like okay I, I held up to it so I took off my sweater and I shut it off my shoulder I'm like all right and I uh I offered you guys got to keep going so at that point Mandy had actually felt something brush past her knee right at odd gnome height <laughs> and uh something metal dragged across the basement on the other side of the basement toward the well um and that was another poem moment where her and i were like oh my god we need to get david down here so as i go to grab the radio again i haven't moved because my feet are rotted like like rooted where i'm at my feet are not moving and i felt a hand again go up my back and that was when I called David, and David came down, and we're like, yo, we got enough evidence. We're good. Like, we, we have plenty of evidence. We, we, we can go back upstairs. So, hey, hey, David. Right. Hey, David, run yeah. downstairs. I'm, I'm taking off clothes. I mean, did, 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 you, hit a did you hit a step yeah. as you even went downstairs? I mean, come on. He probably, he probably leaped down the stairs. Oh! So, so, I mean, I mean, it, it, so... So is that something you put on a bucket list of things to do uh, molested by a uh, ghostly leprechaun? You know, unless it's Michael Keaton from Beetlejuice, I'm not interested. But <laughs> well, um, Really, we don't know I if mean, it was the leprechaun or that guy, but it sounds like the guy, to be honest. But um, I mean, yeah. both of them are well, leprechauns. That's fine, but <laughs> I mean, leprechauns are known to be very randy. That might be yeah. that might be Leprechaun Six, right? Isn't that? See, but I'm like six foot tall. Leprechauns are not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what kind of uh, evidence then did you guys get out of this encounter? Oh God, um, did, did, David, don't you have a picture of the white mist wrapped around me while I'm being touched in the basement? It, yeah, um, Amanda had my camera down the basement when those two went down. Um, there was two photos. The first one was a mist that was forming from the left to right of the picture. Mm -hmm. And then the next photo, it was gone. Of course, you can't really see it in that little tiny camera screen. So we had to blow it up. And when I blew it up and sent it to him, it's like, guys, this is pitch dark, middle of the night. And you see nothing flashing or glaring on anything. And there was a white mist going from left to right. And then it was gone the next picture. So that was our best evidence of that day. Um, basically, with the EVPs, I did not get anything from myself at all. So, and see, um, I got nothing but spirit box activity. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, so what's the... Um, so, like, so you know from the medium there's all kinds of potential spirits there. Um, yeah. Is that is that is there a reason why you think you guys didn't get more evidence, or um, they just? Um, honestly, um, 
I, my girlfriend and I, we actually a short, short story. My girlfriend and I, we went up to Saginaw one weekend and we uh, met a medium and she was going through some stuff at work. She did not, did not know anything about us and all this stuff. She hit everything of what she has experienced, everything that's going on with her, everything. And she said that she is the beacon of light where spirits come to them. And then she looks at me, it's like, you are the protector. So with that saying, I feel like that I'm a protector where ghosts don't really interact with me. So there's something with my energy that they do not like to like come towards me or show themselves to me like that. But like that incident down in the basement with the, with Cindy and Amanda, they're more open to women, I guess, more than me. So clearly I was willing to trip how, for a dead guy. I've heard that before, though. They yeah. said that uh, for uh, they, in particularly, I heard that female uh, teenage women uh, ghosts are more. I don't know. There's something about their energy. They they're more susceptible to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, da- so, so Dave, I, I think so, it's more like being open, open with the unknown, more open-minded because more guys are more skeptic and more closed-minded about it. So that's probably the reason why. So, well, David, if you offer to uh, strip for the next ghost, you might get a little <laughs> bit more. But, oh, he can't here, afford me then. Uh, yeah, I get all the activity, man. But hearing, so hearing that, okay, does that... Um, embolden you that okay I can go into a situation like this and and spirits are gonna get out of my way or does that kind of um, I don't know it, make you feel it, make you feel yeah. like oh gosh I'm never gonna catch any evidence because they're not gonna come around yeah um, it does give me a sense of like I can go into a room by myself I can do what I need to do see if I can catch anything for myself but it also gives me a doubtful mind saying, I feel like I'm like messing this investigation up because like they're not coming to me. They're not opening up to me. Like I'm trying to open up to them. Um, it's, it, it does give me a doubtful mind, but I have to stick with it and see, see what happens. And eventually there will be a spirit that will be um, more, more prone to me, I guess more more open so more whatever you want to call it so so i just have to hang in there oh yeah i I feel the same way i think it's good to have people on the team that would be more susceptible and some that are not so that way you got an even balance of everything that's going on and that just helps to rule things out yeah yep but I have one question about the medium. Uh, the medium recognized, you said, uh, by your count, about 16 different entities that you guys were dealing with that night. Um, I would like to know, did the medium say anything about, uh, did any one of those entities try to contact or, or try to communicate through the medium? Or did they just make their presence known to the medium? He's not um, that kind. There's different types of mediums, and okay. he's not one where he gets channeled through or anything. He can just see everything really, really well. Okay, all right, I got you. Okay, so so is there so, an yeah, expo- there to make their stuff known. Is there any funny. kind of uh, is there any kind of explanation or thought about why there's so many different spirits 
in this one location. Uh, um, yeah, well, David, do you want me to go ahead and do it? Um, I mean, besides like um, domestic violence reports, between uh, with her grandfather was an angry person. Her brother had and her and his girlfriend had like charges on them for it, but all that negative energy will attract something. It will attract negative energy. It will attract more things. It's, it was crazy. But with that dog, I'll explain a little bit on after we get to the end of this story. But Sydney, if you want to continue on that. Yeah. Another big thing where there would be so much activity there is their house, literally their backyard is the water tower for the city. <laughs> And water has been so well known to be a conductor for spiritual activity for, of all kinds. And like I said, they have two wells underneath their house and they have the big water tower in their backyard. They basically have a, a target, a beacon, if you would, saying, spirits, come here. It's just like Cedar Point would be with all the electricity and all the water out there, too. That's why Cedar Point's also so haunted. So it's, so it's not necessarily any, any spirit that uh, may have passed on the property or been a you know, victim of a violent act at the property. It's just, that's the place where everybody wants to go hang out. It's kind of like the cheers. For yeah. Them, is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah Not just that, but the was, whole neighborhood is violent too. The whole neighborhood has had history of all kinds. Now, are the, do you, do you think the neighborhood is ten skews violent because of the spiritual influence of what's going on? I mean, there's always a possibility I for don't that. Think it's a possibility, but I don't think that's one of the reasons why the surrounding houses are. But like there, to her, there's a drug house down the street. There was an incident of a a kid, a little boy, or a little girl, drowned in a pool. Uh, I don't know what else, but I think everything's just coming in as a web to this house and this house um, has the most energy, the most negative feel, the most negative history it has, you know, with previous owners. So, so then, so explain, explain to us about the dog. Okay. Um, When we came back for the um, cleansing by Sydney, um, she had a friend over, and her friend has a little boy, and her son stayed over one night. Um, he was sleeping upstairs in the little play area when you walk upstairs with um, Bronson, her uh, Amanda's son, and this was like dead at night. And he said that he woke up with a dog from a distance where the other rooms were with red eyes. And he, he freaked out. He pulled the covers over his head, said, uh, said his prayers, and he took the covers off of his head to see if the dog was gone. And when he did that, the dog came even closer to him, like right in his face close. And then he did it again for a second time, did his prayers, blanket over his head. And then he checks again, the dog's gone. So it's basically 
what is this manipulating animals and humans? But with our evidence, we could not get anything. So there was no, um, what kind of, first of all, what kind of dog was it? I have no idea. He didn't have any idea. He just saw this this form. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's like one of those bigger dogs, like a Rottweiler, maybe. I I think at least or something. He didn't really explain it. They didn't explain what kind of dog it was, but the dog spotty's somewhere in the land. But the evil the evil spirits can manipulate animals and form itself to whatever. And it formed it to this dog, and it showed itself to the, the little boy, and he just freaked out about it. And he's like, "I'm not going back in this house again." So that so so, what did you guys just conclude then after investigating that? I mean, and, and how how was it after you guys investigated for her to go back in, even after you cleansed it? Um, before we came back to cleanse, she said that there, there was activity. It got stirred up a little bit, but once we got the cleansing done throughout all the the house, all the rooms, cupboards, you name it, everything with Sage. When we were doing it, uh, Sydney Sage was starting to pop, and she never had that experience. Oh, excuse me, and um. Then we went outside, sprinkled cemetery dirt on four corners of the house, and that was it. Later that day... I'm so proud of you for remembering all that. Oh, how can I not? But later that (laughs) night, Amanda messages us on our group message and messenger, and she said that her brother was out on a date with his girlfriend, and they were sitting in the driveway... And she also seen it and seen it in the in the kitchen or something like that. Like a black shadow was like walking walking the porch around the porch. They have like a little wraparound porch and it was walking. And they seen it from the driveway out from the road and she saw it in the house. And we forgot to sage the the porch. But other than that, nothing really happened after the cleansing. So Sydney did a good job of cleansing the house for them. And ever since we haven't had any complaints. (laughs) Yeah. But um, other than that, we haven't had any complaints. She didn't see anything. Everything's okay. So. I think like one quick thing from the cleansing too, is that we were actually coming up out of the basement, finishing everything up. And we had just got done with everything. And I wanted to save the basement for last because I personally knew what was in the basement and I wanted to save up any energy or whatever I had to do to do that. But as we're coming up out of the basement, uh, the candle behind me that David's holding goes out. I slip and fall, but that's that's no surprise there. Uh, But the graveyard dirt that I had in a jar uh, was on the other side of the porch, and that was full-on thrown off the porch. And that was witnessed by Mandy and her brother, I think? Um, Yeah. Tim, Tim witnessed it. And the top yeah, because he was surprised. He's like, "Yo, that, had... that dirt just flew off." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys went and got cemetery dirt and put it on the. 
Is that what you said? Uh, so, you can explain that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah please, that's, please, that's, please explain <laughs> where cemetery from. Uh, I, I will not disclose any information on where I get it from. Um, but uh, I uh, there's ways and different ways in what I practice and teach and everything where you can go and cleanse the area of everything. And a surefire way to do it is sage, of course. Uh, but you take that in, and I have an abalone shell that I keep that in. And um, this is going to sound like bullcrap to you guys, so I apologize. But, I mean, if it works, it works. So, um, you know, we just put it on the abalone shell. I have um, pheasant feathers and tied to selenite that I actually waft the smoke with. And um, so we go, we start on the inside of the house. We open up every closet, every cupboard, every door, every window. Everything's opened up. And we go through each room, each building, or each, not each building, each uh, closet, each room, everything. And we go through and we sage the whole thing. The whole time, the homeowners are with us, explaining why they want these spirits out, why they want to be left alone, reaffirming that it's their space and they are the ones that live there now, that they are not welcome. And, you know, we just kind of go through. And then I do a mixture of eggshell, sage dust, and graveyard dirt in the four corners of each house or each of the four yeah. corners of the house <laughs> and uh that's supposed to provide a blanket of protection essentially over all of the areas of the house so what is it what are the pro what is it about sage that the properties make it good for cleansing oh man uh so this sage goes all the way back to native american culture i believe um, yes. but sage, palo santo, the whole nine yards. Um, and I, I practice, well, I don't want to say it that way because my mother's listening. <laughs> uh, I, I dabble in certain practices and whatnot and have researched, you know, what has protective properties because if I'm going to use these things and go ghost hunting, knowing it's spiritually dangerous, uh, I want to go in with as much ammunition really as I can, especially if I'm going to go and try to clear the house of all these things. But sage, yeah. eggshell, all that fun stuff is all supposed to have the air clearing, spirit calming, overall cleansing ability that you would hope to find in a home cleansing ritual. And you, yeah, sage you, is you still oh, have you still bad, have not you still have not satisfied my curiosity about the graveyard dirt. Just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. fair. Um, that's I very mean, fair. Where, I uh, where, where where do you get the recipe for that? Like, is that like something on Pinterest? Like, you know, <laughs> no, no, it's literal literal graveyard dirt. <laughs> I mean, what? She she literally stole it at the dead of night. It's like I'm gonna take some dirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, and well, if you ask my neighbors, apparently I got downstairs in the basement with a Ouija board at my funeral home and tried some of the Satan too. But you know, we're not gonna get into that. Well, since you brought up the funeral, since you brought up the funeral, then why don't you uh, why don't you enlighten us a little bit to your current living situation? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I uh, accidentally moved into a funeral home. Nah, no. Uh, wait, 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 wait a second. So wait, like it was it was just a day where there was no funeral going on. Then so you accidentally moved. <laughs> <laughs> accidentally moved into one. I mean, come on. I mean, with how blatantly obvious it should have been, it may as well have been like that. Um, My husband and... No, no. My husband and I, we were looking at moving anyway, and we found this beautiful apartment. 
It's got like the 10 foot high detailed tin ceilings and a hand painted mural in the hallway. It's a two bedroom. It came with a washer, came with a dryer, came with everything you could ever want for. All I had to pay was electric and internet. We move in, it's 500 bucks a month for a two bedroom. We're like, oh, that's a steal. No wonder, this is great. Well, a breaker blew and I had to go downstairs and the landlord was kind of hesitant to give me the passcode to get downstairs. I'm like, dude, I just, I've been here for less than 24 hours. Like, let me go downstairs and figure this crap out. So I go downstairs after he gives me the code and uh, I'm very nosy. I like figuring things out. So I'm going through and I'm finding all these old paintings, old chandeliers, these deep embalming tanks. Um, the deep sinks where you drain the body out of. Um, (laughs) And then I find cremation order forms and Western casket company receipts and and tax documents and old checks, all with my address on it, all with the word funeral home over top of it. So it was actually a funeral home in the 1910s uh, owned by the Athertons and the Waters. And then it went from the Waters and Smith Funeral Home the Atherton Funeral Home to the Wolover Funeral Home. So it's been a funeral home for about 80 years. <laughs> and then uh, it's that vacant for four or five. And uh, right before we actually moved in, they were still moving caskets out of the carriage house out back. <laughs> now, Judge, um, if you heard this story uh, in front of you, <laughs> If, if, as you sat on the bench, what would, what would your advice be to this young person who was seemingly made an innocent mistake of moving into a funeral? Uh, I would find her in contempt of court, send her right to jail. Okay. Right. Well, sure, sure, sure I mean, are there going to be dead guys I can strip there for? Or? Well, they're probably well, you know. guys. There's probably some live guys there. I need to go home. <laughs> so, um, anything interesting happened at the funeral home other than... Uh... Oh, God, all the time. <laughs> all the time. We actually broke into the safe that's in my part of the apartment. And we found judge, the original uh, piece judge, in the 1920s. Once, once again, Judge, <laughs> if someone comes for you, I accidentally broke into the safe. <laughs> yeah, that's the safe called safe cracking. That's good. It doesn't matter. It's still safe. I had to know. Oh, boy. There's an old saying, curiosity killed the cat and the demon dog showed up at the other house. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) You know, I actually have cats and they hate it here. They they freak out all the time. Well, they say that animals can see things that uh, sometimes people can't, so they might be seeing some things. Oh, yeah. And my husband, who's not very into this kind of thing at all, the other day, he actually opened up our bedroom door, and I heard him yell and immediately shut it. And he's like, I told you not to mess with me. And I'm like, what, what is going on? So I walk up, and he is holding the door shut with his eyes closed. And he looks at me, and he goes, you need to go in there and stage it. I'm like, what happened? And he's like, there's someone standing over our bed. He's like, I saw it. There was a bright white light. And my, my husband's pretty level-headed. He's usually pretty, like... He usually keeps his wits about him, but he was not okay that night. He was like, and we had blackout curtains up in our room, so there was nothing, no light coming in from anywhere. But uh, he was very uncomfortable and very angry. He's like, I told you guys I live here now. Like, I shouldn't have to be dealing with this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're going to make them upset, and then they're going to start hiding your underwear, and then we're going to have to deal with that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
so have, have you guys done an investigation at your apartment? Um, I would love to, but I only have access to one third of it. So it wouldn't be as fulfilling for me. I'd have to have access to the whole house. Well, you know the code to the basement, apparently. So, uh, no, because he, he, you know, my landlord found out I was going down there and he changed everything up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this just sounds like a, a front page story on Down the Line. We actually have made the front page. My neighbor tried to burn down the house after finding his, his wife was cheating on him. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow I don't think you ever told me that one Tim. okay yeah, yeah I think we this were in the tur- reflector for it I think this just turned into a whole other podcast where's Jerry Springer <laughs> hi everyone so um what what have you got what else uh, have you guys done noteworthy as far as investigations since you guys have started oh the Norwalk theater for sure Oh yeah, I forgot about that okay. one. Yeah, the old. How do you forget about that? That was my favorite one. I know. I kind of, kind of drew a blank on that one. But I, I, I had great experiences. So what happened? Very, at very the, interesting. Uh, Norwalk, what happened at the Norwalk Theater, and how did you guys uh, happen to get in there to investigate that? Again, shout um, out Patrick. Patrick is the one that got us in there. Um, yeah. There's a team from Toledo. Patrick's the medium, right? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. But um, there was a team in Toledo that did a no-show on them and then get a message from Patrick saying, hey, you guys want to fill in. This is a do-it-or-not kind of situation. Um, And I was like, yeah, we'll be there tomorrow morning. So we basically took their place. But with Cindy, with with all the experience, she can explain what was going on in that hundred year old theater and their original projectors were in there, their stage was in there, the original seating were in there. It was it was a good time. Unfortunately it wasn't a hundred years old. It was built in the nineteen forties. But like I like you said, everything was still there. The the old film reels, everything. It was like taking a step back into the forties and it was the craziest experience. Um, that would be yeah, fascinating. I think it started a, oh, I, I was starstruck the whole time walking through there. I was like, I don't care about the ghost. Look at all this history. Do they currently, do they use the theater for anything or is it just, 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 just no, they're working on restoring it right now. That's why we had to get in there when we did, because after that point, they're going to be moving stuff around so much that there's going to be so much. We would need full respirators and everything with how much mold they'd be kicking up. So oh, we had okay. to go ahead and do it sooner rather than later before they started doing all that. But, um, I mean, we had quite a few experiences, actually. Uh, again, Patrick was there, and um, his wife was there also. And at one point, we were downstairs in one of the bathrooms where supposedly this man had gotten into a fight while trying to peek in the women's bathroom. And um, I actually got a clear as day breath. I was standing in the woman's bathroom, looking up at the hole where the man would have been looking through the stall. And I was like, you know, you know, you're you mess with women an awful lot. Well, here I am right now. Like, what are you gonna oh, do with here, me? And... I know how this. I know how this. <laughs> 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 no, Clearly, I have a method. <laughs> I have the best method possible. And sure, shit. Oh, sorry, sorry. Sure enough, I had uh, a breath come through 
on one of my audio recordings, and I actually stopped and looked around, and I actually have it on camera. And I said, did any of you guys just sigh? Like, is anyone else in this room with me? And all my other investigators were somewhere else, or Patrick was in a different room. And uh, then he came out, and he's like, guys, guys, I think something's wrong. And we're like, what, what's going on? And he managed to kind of take off his shirt, and there were scratch marks up and down his arm. And I was like, oh, so you're going to go ahead and scratch the man, but you won't do anything with the woman? And, um, I mean, ever since then, everything kind of happened to me that day. Uh, because, again, I start trash talking and I get ballsy when the lights go out. And, uh, you know, it's going to get me in trouble one of these days. <laughs> um, but uh, my, my personal honest, favorite experience. What was that? I got to be honest. This, 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 these stories are starting off like a, like a dime store novel. <laughs> or, or, Again, you know, maybe I'm taking yeah, inspiration from my other job, but <laughs> oh goodness, no! But at one point, I ended up on the stage, naturally, and that's where I belong. Um, and uh, I was looking around, and there's mirrors toward the back of the stage. So as I'm turning around, all of a sudden, up on the balcony where the seats are all at, there there's like the old-fashioned circular bulbs, and I had no idea that those were up there. But I watched them light up in an archway from left to right very slowly and then shut off. I kind of stopped and I looked at the girl that was with me. I'm like, you saw that, right? She's like, yeah, yeah, I did. I'm like, didn't they shut the breakers off? She's like, yeah, there shouldn't be any electricity going through this at all. I'm like, interesting. Mm -hmm. So I called up my team and I'm like, hey, uh, is anyone up there? Did anyone bump into anything? Did anyone step on a cord? Did someone hit a switch in another room? Like, where is everyone at this moment? What is everyone doing? Did does anyone everybody else do that? Have their, does everybody have their clothes on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As far as, it was cold in there, so I wasn't, I wasn't going to offer the strip. It was freezing in there. It was like 50 degrees cold in there. It was pretty cold. I mean, I thought maybe, yeah, some, it was... I thought, I thought maybe David was trying to, like, get some reaction and maybe he said well if it works for her maybe I'll try <laughs> I don't know what's going on I don't know what's going on no, I just on. get lucky somehow I don't know why <laughs> I think we all have I think we all have a good good idea of what <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Pepper come out of my nose thank you oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. so 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 you would say the uh, Norwalk Reflector was a good, uh, I mean, not the Norwalk, Norwalk Theater. Theater. You see, see, I'm thinking about you making the front page. My, my <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I so mean, the, me and Norwalk, man, we just got some, we got some history. Jeez. Are you making the back page of the Norwalk Reflector then, too? Not yet. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, so but, where else... Have you guys have you guys gone and investigating any other places up there? Um, as a team, we're working no, on trying to get in. to a dance studio that's just on the street. Oh, there's a dance. So there's a dance studio in like uh, an older building downtown. Uh, was it an yeah. older building? I think it was an older building. I I don't remember. Yeah, because it used said, to be law offices. Yeah, um, she said that there's, like, footsteps upstairs, and then there's, like, a costume room, like, a big room, like, doing costumes and setups and whatnot, and then there's another room. Which is room freaky without the ghost that. stuff. Yeah, is under construction, and they say that this wall talks, and that's basically all the activity you get, so... 
they explained to us that this wall is like a demonic entity talking through the wall, I guess. But we haven't really Which was followed up on that interview. Yeah. yeah. What was interesting about that with the demonic issue is that Mandy was having the same problem at her house with the wall talking. And again, I thought that was like way bizarre and otherworldly. But when you get it, two of the same kinds of activity and two of the exact same symptoms, really, that's when I was like, huh, maybe I should look into demon talking walls because that might be interesting. Yeah. And when, when they said walls talk, and I, I immediately was like, um, you know, like throughout the history, throughout the years, walls and original flooring will soak up all the events, all the things, and they like contain it like a plastic container, like you put your food in, right? But it's, that's, that's what I thought at first, you know, but when they explained it, I was like, uh, yeah, we gotta come in here one day, but we haven't messaged him about it yet, and especially with this epidemic yeah it might be on and we've got one bit. team member down oh geez well well the one story so the so i guess to explain to our listeners how i found you guys or so when you started the facebook page you started putting up stories uh of haunted places or legends in northwest ohio and the one that yeah. you guys – well, the one you guys put up was about the Sandusky Mall. And I had a couple people tag me in a Facebook post, and I checked – you know, and that got my attention, and that's why I reached out to you guys. So tell our listeners, because I think they, a lot of our listeners would be familiar with the Sandusky Mall, what supposedly goes on there? What's the stories behind that? And have you guys had a chance to go check any of that out or – do you have any I wish we could go check it out. Yeah, we. I haven't um, contacted them about them, but these are just reports on what people have uh, witnessed. And the article that I found on it on OhioExploration.com that um, like these old stores are no longer around, like Kaufman's and. Um, I don't know what else is, is what's in there, but um, Elder Beerman things like these, that. These, yeah, Elder Beerman's one of them. But this is just old, old reports, and I'm sure that stories are still going around about it. Like, um, um, let's see, a woman from the fragrance department of Kaufman's or Macy's. I think that's what the store switch that she felt like somebody was standing behind her. Um, hearing screams at like 1.30 in the morning. A um, couple times there were news, uh, like a news being found in the storage area of Cheers, uh, Bar and Grill. Well, another interesting uh, thing going back to that perfume thing, someone's grandmother at, or someone actually reached out to us on that post. Her grandmother actually had a heart attack and passed away in one of those shops that were featured. And she was like, you know, I think it's my grandma. She used to love sniffing perfume. And we were like, oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> because, yeah, you know, that, these are... that, that might be a possibility. Um, but the big one that's more common witness is the lady in red. Um, the security officer at that time witnessed her. And 
call the cops around the corner and by the time the cops came around she was gone little kids uh seeing her she usually roams around where hot topic is and the kalahari casper off-road adventure play area is at um it's just one of those things like we need to get in here to see it um uh, there's a witness of a headless hitchhiker waiting outside of kaufman's which is the front of the building, which um, that that department is another you know, entrance Kaufman, to the Kaufman's mall. Wasn't that ba- Kaufman's wasn't that bad a store. I don't understand all the, you know, the headless hitchhiker and, and <laughs> stuff going on. I mean, I, I the dates, yeah, the dates on these, or the dates of the death of these witness ghosts. I have no idea. It does not say anything on here. And why is the security guard calling for police for a woman in red? That's what I want. Um, why did he go take care he, of himself? I don't think the security officers are armed with firearms, and he thought that she was an intruder. But I guess he was just that scared of what it, what she could be or what her intentions were, you know being in a law enforcement atmosphere, your mind's are, your mind's going a hundred miles per hour. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what their intentions are. If they are armed, are they, yeah. Like, am I going to end up being shot? You know, it's just, see, I'm not buying that. I'm, I'm not buying that. You're, you got a team member that's stripping for ghosts and this guy's calling <laughs> police. For some old lady walking around See? in red in the mall. <laughs> See, that's where I'm like. This is the report of this website. So, so have you guys like, tried? Maybe he didn't report it because he saw him run into the wall and disappear. And he's like, oh, maybe I should lay off the whatever else I was drinking. That wasn't coffee. <laughs> so, have you guys? I mean, um, have you guys tried to uh, approach uh, people who own the mall and and? get in there and investigate anything have you um tried to reach out to find the, sec- the security guy uh, uh um, get his first we have four attempts as for attempts no we have not but um i i honestly don't know where to start to even contact the owner of the building of the mall i have no idea where to contact that person well now would be a great time because it's shut down so they wouldn't have to worry about locking everything up it's already all done but with the Ooh. virus going around now, like that'd be the perfect right. time to do it. So we can try calling them because now they don't have to get approval from all the other stores because all the other stores are already locked down. It sounds so. like to me you need to take charge of the situation. And, you, you know, and you know. <laughs> I think David sounds like hey. he's a little scared. I think David sounds like he's a little hey, scared. I, want to go <laughs> I told him, like, hey, I don't want all the responsibility, but we can share it. So if you guys want to, Look into places. Go ahead, do your research. Bring it back to me and see what you come up with, and I'll do my own research. You know, or yeah, we have places lined up. We're just waiting for. Yeah, but basically, I felt like all the responsibilities, all the research, all the places, all the stuffs were like weighing on my shoulder, and nothing's really getting done. So I was like, "Are we having? Are we having? We're going to share the load." Are we having an airing of grievances here on the From the Shadows podcast? Just a little tweaking no. of policy. Judge, how would you like to rule? Like, Judge, how would you like to rule on this? 
Well, I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and pass the gavel to, to you and Jason, and you be the judge. <laughs> oh, the judge is handing over the judginess. What is going on? Uh, he, must, the gavel. he must not be wearing his robe right now. He's stripping well, for I, a ghost. I would, uh, <laughs> I would put this out if you guys do happen to uh, secure a date to go in and check out the mall. I think Jason and Jerry, who's not on air with us tonight, you guys would probably love to go along on that. And because the mall is huge, obviously it's a it's yeah. a big space. You guys would probably need a little. Uh, extra help and, and Jason and Jerry are seasoned ghost uh, investigators themselves so I'm sure they would Ooh. enjoy going up and um, now do not plant the seed in Jerry's head that he needs to take a shirt off or anything <laughs> nobody wants good to job Sid. good job Sid. Nobody wants yeah to that's that. uh they call me ghost paint for a reason <laughs> yeah no it's no you're never gonna live this down you do realize. Oh, no, that's, I have done way worse things in the last three weeks than that. Uh, oh, geez. Oh, geez. Jeez. <laughs> that's yeah. another podcast right there. <laughs> hey, anytime y'all want well, me on, like, I'll now. talk all day long. That's fine. Holy smokes. Uh, so, so um, what, uh, guys, go ahead and, and tell all of our listeners how to get a hold of you guys. Um and if they do have a place, I mean, well, how far I know right now, the social distancing thing, nobody's um, going out and doing any investigation, but people being confined to their homes, they might discover that their homes uh, are a little bit more haunted than what they expected. Uh, you know, you might be, you might be able to witness some stuff. So, to, so tell everybody how, uh, they can get a hold of you guys, where they can find you guys, and maybe set up an investigation. Um, so, yeah. Basically, it's our Facebook page. It's Clyde Paranormal Investigation. Um, you'll know you'll hit it when the profile picture is a green demon, and then our name is green. So that's an indication that you're on the right spot. Does this have anything um, you can to mess- do with the evil? Does it have anything to do with the evil leprechaun? Is that no, no, okay. you no, know, no. We should have. That's what we should have done as a green like, gnome for our t-shirts. Yep, there you go, <laughs> David. We should have had but, a green gnome on our t-shirts. Mm, <laughs> you gotta yell at my girlfriend for that one. But, a um, naked gnome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. But hey, hey, um, why not you can just contact make us. Just make it a stripper. Oh, pool. go ahead. Just let's just go make it a stripper. <laughs> oh pool. my god! That's your. That's your. Okay. So how do? How do we... but, but once you get to the Facebook page, you can just message us. There's a messaging uh, button on there. You can message us. Um, my personal emails on there. You can email me at any time. I look at my emails daily. So you can um, just give us a shout out on what you guys want us to do. Um, if you want us to come to your place to investigate and it's totally for free. So. Okay. Now there is, there's no truth that, um, that she's going to strip then for any, just any ghost. Is that what we're. Yeah, no, like I said, it has to be Michael Keaton from Beetlejuice or it has to be Zach Bagans. If Zach Bagans is listening to this, then Hey, we can work something out. 
but <laughs> well, if they are attracted to people in their birthday suits, then I think you need to take a layer off or two. Oh, jeez. Uh, Alone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, normal. We do whatever we can to get evidence. <laughs> That's right. All right. It's all for science. It's all for science. So. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Science <laughs> Well, I want to tell you. I want to tell you guys. It's been. This has been a lot of fun talking to you guys. It's been a blast. Yes, it is. It has been a blast. Yes, it has been a blast. Um, oh, I, I'm uh, glad. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that you guys, uh, you guys get to uh, get out and, and and check out some more great locations. And if you capture some evidence, uh, you guys are going to start putting that up on your Facebook page and and, and website. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, if it's a residence place, then there's going to be some paperwork for evidence release because we take our uh, clients' privacy seriously because they don't want like the recognition and people like bar- um, bombarding them about their place and all that stuff. So as long as they're fine with it, they can sign it and we can release it. But other than that, privacy is a good thing for us as a strict role for us okay sure sure okay. i understand that yes yeah. and we did so so keep us keep us in the loop we definitely like i said if you guys do get in the sandusky mall um man i think uh i think that would be a cool investigation to go check out just to see if the possibility of a of a mall being haunted you know i mean nobody yeah. nobody goes to malls anymore it's hard to believe anybody's sticking around there after life you know what i'm saying yeah That's what i'm sandusky saying mall, man <laughs> It's a dying mall, but they're putting a new new store in their Hobby Lobby. But it's like, oh, okay, you're gonna take a gamble there. Uh, people that comment on the the post are locals through Sandusky, Seneca, Erie, Huron counties, and they're like, oh, this has to be a, a marketing scheme. I never heard of this before. Da 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 da. It's like, like no, um, no, we're just sharing ghost there's stories. No marketing down. <laughs> Yeah, there's no marketing schemes. We have nothing to do with them. It's just uh, awareness kind of thing. But we do try to do um, weekly lives every Saturday at 8. We just finished one up last Saturday about the Ouija board. So the next one is, is your house haunted? So basically get into details on what to expect and debunk everything and look at the little little things oh okay kind of like a, a little public public service announcement deal you got going on there, yeah so. basically yeah it's, okay, it's educational cool. purposes that sounds right, good cool. all right cool well once again hey we, we appreciate you guys coming on and uh having some fun with us and sharing some uh ghost ghost stories some scary stuff so uh yeah thank you for having us yeah thank you uh, yeah, sydney thank you, thank you david we're looking forward to hearing oh, uh, some, some more stuff. So, Judge, you got anything to add? Nope. Just it was uh, another fun episode. And for those people out there that are interested in getting into, you know, the field of paranormal research and ghost hunting, reach out to these two and uh, see what sort of information you can get to start you out on your journey. Yes, indeed. Definitely. Yes. Um, anybody that wants to do it, just think long and hard about it if you really want to do this. But um, it is a fun time. Once once the night gets going, it's it's fun. 
Well, I think any investigation with Sydney is probably a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, so on that note, on that note, we'll uh, we'll let you guys get going. And uh, thanks again for stopping by. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank you. thank you so much for having us. Yep. We'll yeah, we appreciate it. Yep. Thank yep. you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast dot godaddysites.com or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called After the Shadows and tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from Thank you for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you all Until next time Never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.